Thank you for joining us. This is Paul Wilson. And Chris Umke. And you're listening to the Diesel Performance Podcast. Chris, we are in uh, the Friday right before Memorial Day here at the end of May. It has been a crazy month over at Duramax Tuner. Uh, this EasyLink sale and six-speed conversion kit sale just really, really keeping the phones going nuts, going lit up all day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it's a far cry considering, you know, what, what we thought, you know, a couple months ago going into this whole COVID-19. I think it's going to be something that's going to be uh, discussed in the upcoming months. It's not going anywhere. Um, but, uh, you know, being strategic and, you know, creative with what our offerings could be to the industry um, has definitely kept the interest alive. And it's just wild through this whole pandemic. A lot of guys want to modify their trucks. They just want to have fun. Yeah, man, that's it. I get it. Stuck at home, working on your truck, wrenching on your truck. Uh, hey, if you're like us and you're still stuck there, you still got time. We got about a week left that you can get 15% off Easy Link Tuning, and that's any of the Easy Link Tuning, Chris. That's the Power Strokes, the Duramax, the Cummins, the EcoBoost. Um, if we got it on that platform, you can save big money right now. Jump on over to DuramaxTuner.com or give Chris Emke a call. Uh, Chris, how could they reach you? Yeah, either cmke at duramaxtuner.com or you could reach me direct at 815-568-7920, extension 2121. Uh, reach out, guys. If I don't answer, just leave a voicemail. I'll get back to you. I'll be glad to help answer any questions that I might be able to help with. So, Of course. Hey, one other, one other thing I wanted to bring up. Uh, right now, we are also trying to put together a charity drive for our local food bank. Uh, they're in a really tough way. They've had a lot of demand um, and not a lot of supply coming in. So it's really hard to do a food drive right now. So we are selling all of our old podcast t-shirts, all of our new podcast t-shirts. Uh, if it's got the podcast printed on it, we're selling the shirts. They're 10 bucks a pop. A hundred percent of the money is going to the local food bank. So that's the Woodstock food bank. Really excited for that. I'll make sure I post a link up in our Facebook group. Chris, did you notice a huge milestone? We have a thousand, over a thousand members in fans of Diesel Performance Podcast Crew. Man, I actually, uh, right around that thousand mark, I think I made my first post too. <laughs> <laughs> Was it selling something? No, I saw this, uh, I saw a really nice second gen that got posted up. And, uh, you know, I had to show a little love to a, a clean second gen uh, sales ad. So, uh, of course, guy, that's what brings you in the door. You know, hey, you know, it's sometimes it's uh, just takes something small to, to make me really happy. So <laughs> that's what she said. All right. Uh, as we look at going, too. <laughs> as we look at it going forward, guys, we want to dive into today's episode. Of course, we also want to give a shout out to Exergy Performance and WC Fab. You guys know they keep the wheels moving around here uh, and we love using their products. Chris, I know we recently have talked about God, every build that we've used Exergy and WC Fab in. And, and I was just kind of wondering, what do you think is your favorite truck that you've ever used an Exergy and WC Fab setup on? Um, you know, I would say, you know, I, the, the Duraburb over at the shop, over at Calibrated Power Duramax Tuner, because I think uh, it, it displays what all of the company's true qualities really are and how everything can come together. So, you know, I always look at, you know, you talk about milestones like our, like our podcast uh, Facebook group. Um, and I'd say that the, the Durburb is, was a milestone a couple years back. 
in which you could create over a thousand wheel horsepower in a streetable, daily driven, tow capable truck. Talk about the jack of all trades. You know, that is a vehicle that can literally do it all. And in the same time, you could put your wife, girlfriend, or father, mother in the, in the driver's seat, drive the truck, and not have this erratic, banging, bucking, you know, high performance, you know, quote unquote race truck. Um, and it takes companies like Exergy Performance and WC Fab and, you know, turbochargers that we offered over at Calibrated Power in our Stealth Series to kind of bring all that together. So um, I would say from a simplistic approach of Exergy's 14 millimeter pump, which is their crazy biggest volume supported pump they offer, um, and their 150 over injectors, and then WC Fab's twin turbo piping kit to make everything flow and look simply amazing. And then, uh, you know, calibrated power Duramax tuner, Stealth 64 in the Valley, and then the tuning. Um, so I would say that's probably my, my favorite platform or my favorite project altogether as far as uh, what it demonstrates uh, in, in, in its functionality. Uh, how about you? you? You know, I was actually, I was in the shop uh, for the first time in a minute here this morning. We're, we're in the shop and we were checking out a new install on what 2020 L5P of uh, one of your customers, Chris. And then yeah. I, we, I don't exactly remember how, but it came up about your old Cummins, your old regular cab, the 06. And, and I think I was telling the story about how like you had it. We had a Duramax huge build going on for a guy. He showed up, saw the Cummins, had to have that too. Um, yep. And then rolled the truck. And then I was, I was telling my favorite part of the story, which is when you and I were on um, online and found it totaled out and for sale and, and bidding on it and trying to get it back. Uh, and, and I just remember somebody, somebody somewhere got that motor and just scored. I mean, I mean, they had a 12 mil pump and a set of hundred overs and no idea how great a condition they were. No idea how much, like it, it was somebody just, such a heyday with that truck. I think that was my favorite story. And, and I do remember that truck had uh, Exergy and of course, WC fab components all throughout it. So, yep. so that one really made me smile. Speaking of Exergy and 14 mil pumps, that's a perfect segue to talk about our guest today. So Trent Skinner has a truck that Chris, I think you're going to go nuts for. Uh, I had a chance to talk to him a few days ago. Why don't we kick it over and let our listeners hear it? And I really think you you specifically are going to get a rise out of this one. Cool. Let's hit it. All right, guys, it's your favorite part of the show where we have you, one of the listeners on the show, to talk about your truck. Uh, this is quickly becoming my favorite part of the week when I get to get on and have awesome guys like Trent Skinner on the line and talk about this badass Cummins. Uh, Trent, how the hell are you? Good. Glad to be on the show. How are you? <clears throat> I'm doing great, man. Thanks for asking. Uh, I just spent the morning um, working at my desk at, at home. We're working from home around here uh, while somebody was hauling a, a hot water heater in and out of my house. Uh, so <laughs> it's always fun stuff, man. It's just it's it's a different world these days. Oh, absolutely. Plus, everything was going on, man. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> How about you? Are you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Good. Good. All right. Well, hey, Trent, uh, we brought you on today to talk about your truck and and going through the mod list here. I think our listeners are going to love this one. Uh, but before we dive in, just tell us, man, how did you get your start in diesel performance? 
Oh man, my first truck was actually a, a 96 12 valve that I bought off a, a local guy who's mm-hmm. older getting out of it. He was uh, kind of like a hot shot hauler. Uh, it was a two wheel drive truck, uh, didn't really have much mods done. I think it had a little bit of trans work, um, but bought it off him and brought it back home, started tinkering with it. I didn't know too much about it. I was just young and knew I wanted to get into a diesel truck. So I uh, started tinkering with it, messed with a fuel plate and stuff like that. And <laughs> actually going back to being young, um, that truck was on the road for probably about seven or eight months and I ended up blowing the input shaft out of it and swore up and down <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> swore up and down that, um, I was going to find out how to fix it and all that. Well, as time went on, it kind of just sat in the yard. So I ended up actually selling it with, uh, not a transmission in it and recoups a good bit of money. It was a pretty clean truck. And then, um, I don't know, probably about maybe six, seven months later, I stumbled across this 06 and the one I own now, and it's been uh, hell on wheels ever since. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, so this is uh, the truck we're talking about today is your 06 uh, Ram. Uh, so it sounds like you've had it quite a while. How many years has this thing uh, been in your garage? Uh, probably five or six. It started out as a, a bone stock truck, really, and through time and all that, you know, it's got all the parts that's got on it now. So it's been a fun truck for sure. I love it, man. Well, let's not keep the listeners waiting too long. Give us a rundown. What's been done to this thing as of today? So as of today, um, I'm currently setting it up to try to run 670 and ODSS. Uh, I love that series, man. It's a great series. Started racing it full time last year and ran 770 and ET. And um, this winter kind of got a little bit of crazy, went to pull the bed. And I was like, oh, you know, I have a really good friend that he runs 770 as well. And you know, he was like, well, let's start messing with it. So, you know, um, went through the rear end, mounted the shocks vertically, got a set of uh, QA1 adjustable shocks, um, put a fuel cell in it, put a set of uh, trans coolers in it, uh, cow tracks, two leaves, you know, the whole nine yards on the rear, um, rewired the truck, and then started building the engine, man. Um, still staying with the stock bottom end for right now. And, Till maybe Rock decides to get <laughs> mad at me, but as far as that, uh, you know, I'm trying to maybe try to run 670 with the weight, not so much the horsepower. So <clears throat> less weight, you know, not a, not as hard on parts. But I don't know. We'll see. I have a 67 uh, in my garage too, ready to go. So five nine ended up uh, ends up not being happy with me. I can go definitely to the 67. So. You gotta, you gotta love a Cummins, a Cummins build with a stock bottom end in the backup being like, no, 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 I won't, I won't do like an engine build. I'm just going to swap it for a six, seven. I totally get it. I, I love it. I love it. <laughs> I think that's a home run way to, way to look at, especially racing. We're like, well, let's be real. Racing is essentially, um, a dick measuring contest w- with broken parts, which I love. I am into this concept <laughs> of like, let's go race our trucks. Let's see who's got the most badass vehicle here. Let's see who can stay in this bracket the longest. And then really what you're going to do is you're just constantly going to find what was my weak link. Uh, and at some point you hope the weak link is you exactly. instead of the truck, right? Right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'd love to be in the vehicle where I'm the limitation uh, and nothing else physical. Now, absolutely. now on the, on the uh, entry here, I know you had discussed having a 14 mil CP three. Is it the street or the race? Uh, it's the street. The street, 14 mil street, yep. which I love that. 
um, 250% uh, injectors. Those are both from Exergy. The AirDog, the big guy, the 200 uh, GPH 4G. Uh, of course, you got it studded. Walk me through this turbo setup. What do you have on there? Um, so it uh, it will have on there. I did run a 467 83 and um, ended up deciding actually to sell that shortly after I uh, sent the link into you guys. But um, still may go back to a 67 83, just depending on, you know, I've been talks with Levon and Larson. Larson tunes the truck from Firepunk. So sure. we've been in talks. It's either going to be a 6783 on the manifold or a 7283 on the manifold and an 8896 T6 as the atmosphere. Love it. That's a that's a lot of fuel and that's a lot of air. What are you shooting for with this? You know, I'd like to keep it. I told Larson when we were coming up with this, you know, I, I'd love to hit a thousand, but you know, I'm trying to keep stock bottom in as live as long as I can. So, <laughs> you know, I have a lot of fuel and stuff for big horsepower, but I, I don't want to, you know, build, spend all this time building it and literally have it end in a dyno session, you know? So <clears throat> I try to keep it moderate at the same time, but if I do want to turn it up, it will be a fun truck for sure. Hell yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's always, always the dangerous game we play, right. Of like, well, I, I, I want to be competitive, but I also want it to last the whole season. So let, let's see exactly how much right. I need. And sometimes you don't know that until you get out on the track and hook it up a few times. Right. Um, exactly. sometimes yeah. the dyno can still only tell you so much. All right. So the trucks built for race. And especially at this point, it's not, I take it. This thing is no longer street driven. Uh, once summer hits. Well, you know, I do plan on driving it. That's, that's, that was the kind of whole thing, you know. I still want to keep the streetability factor in it, so. Okay. I mean, if it's nice on a day and I can drive it to work, I'll sure as hell drive it to work. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay. Okay, good. So so th- this thing, a little bit of street, a lot of it. Street is kind of non- I love it. Um, a lot of guys want to say, hey, I daily drive my 1,000 horsepower, you know, whatever vehicle. Um, at the end of the day, you could daily drive anything enjoyable is it once you're there right uh and once you got the rear end and and the suspension set up the way that you need to for racing unless you're going to go back between back and forth between some adjustments right or you just don't really care about that type of thing absolutely like you said maybe it's i would imagine we get trailered to the strip i get run down the track and, and get brought back home and that's the way to do it uh five six years you've been building up towards this you just ripped a 6783 compound kit off of it looking at putting there you've done the fuel you've done the heads you've, i've really been through yep t to b top to bottom on this on this son of a bitch what was the hardest part what was the most challenging part of this build today <laughs> the most challenging part was looking at all this money i've spent into it and really can i justify it <laughs> you know <laughs> i have a, you know i had a goal in mind when i started it and um you know with all the virus stuff going on i haven't been able to actually get out and run it but um I kind of told my friend and, you know, I kind of told myself if I go out there and it does not run a 670, I will spray it with nitrous until it at least blows up or runs a 670. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But other than that, I mean, I think probably the hardest part is, is just, I know you guys talk about it all the time. It's, it's gathering the right parts to make everything work. Right. You know, I've been a listener for a very long time and, uh, that was one of the biggest things I've always taken away from your podcast is, you know, 
you got to find companies you want to work with and, and stick and go. You know, you can't keep jumping around. You can't keep changing setups and stuff. You'll never be happy and the truck will never be happy. So I kind of sat down um, after my first full year of racing and kind of sat down and said, look, this is the direction I want to go. These are the parts. This is the guys who are going to help me get it there. And then I went. So it was kind of making that tough decision of, you know, there's tons of good companies out there. I mean, you guys talk to them every day, but it's kind of just, picking who you want to go with and who's going to be in your corner when, you know, stuff maybe not goes right or anything like that. And, you know, you pick them guys and you go with it and hope for the best. Ooh, we're talking about a four digit race truck. What could go wrong? There's yeah, no problems. Absolutely. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen, man. Uh, I, I think that's great. I think that's great advice for our listeners to know. Um, and I love to hear that somebody's somebody's hearing that message because it is so important. And and listen, we don't tune your truck. You're not running our turbos. Like you're working with a couple of with one of our sponsors and, and a couple of our our vendors and guys we have relationships with. But but like you said, you you got to find what's right for you. And and hey, we always hope that's us. But we're always happy when it's a good shop. But it's somebody that you can build a good relationship. Now I know you said Firepunk. We love the guys over there, Levon Larson, the whole crew. Uh, who else has helped you out with this build? Oh, you know, there's plenty of people. Exergy, um, they've really helped me out as far as like, you know, hey, this is the fuel system, you know, we seem to get here. And I'm always a big believer, too, in buying parts over what your goal is. You know, I mean, back when I was running 770, I was probably the only guy running 770 with a 14 mil stroker pump. But, you know, I knew <laughs> where I wanted to go. And is you know, I'd spend the money in the forefront to make up on the rear, you know, so, but Exergy, Air Dog, Air Dog's been a huge help too. CJ, he's an awesome guy. Um, as far as that, I mean, Firepunk, Exergy, Air Dog, and actually Nato Tire jumped on board halfway through last year. And I was actually able to try out their new uh, 420Vs on the track. And, you know, they were actually hooked me up with a set of those and those hooked really well and they were a great tire. And I mean, I think they're going to be a good replacement for the S. I have a special spot in my heart for the S tire, the you know the 420 S. <laughs> but I think they'll be a good replacement for sure. How do you but like them on that, the road? You know, you, I, did you drive those on the road? Oh yeah, absolutely. They're they're great tire, man. You know, it's a lot beefier tread and stuff like that. So you know, street tires you get stuck in mud and stuff if you weren't careful. But those those rip up the tire or rip up the street very well. Hell yeah. Cool. But other than that, man, you know, good companies. And I've just, like I said, chose who I wanted to work with and got in contact with them and haven't looked back since. Now, listen, I know over five to six years and this many, this many different power levels. Cause I assume we didn't do all of this at once, right? You, you did some parts, then you, you do some other parts and then you do some other parts and you kind of build Absolutely. towards that goal. Um, what, what was the part you think that really stood out the most? What upgrade did you do to the truck where you were like, holy shit, it's a new truck. That just made that night and day difference. <laughs> yeah. So uh, actually I kind of got two parts for that. I used to run a stock appearing charger from uh, Tater Belt up in Finlay, Ohio. Great charger. But when I put that 400 series on, man, that was a whole different animal. Um, and then also that extra GCP3, that, that's really when it woke the truck up. And that's when, <laughs> you know, I hear you guys all again, I'll say all the time, you know, you stay at 600 horsepower and in three weeks, you know, you want 800. So, <laughs> um, <clears throat> back when I had a stock CP3 in that 400 series turbo, you know, that was a fun truck. But as soon as, you know, Larson got done tuning it on a Wednesday afternoon, I went out and romped on it going home and it, it was, 
I was a kid in the candy store, man. It was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, what about the flip side? Where was the spot where you were like, ah, oh, shit, man, I bought the wrong part. I did the wrong upgrade. What was the biggest mistake you made throughout the last six years wrenching on this truck? Well, I don't know if I've really had, I guess, necessarily a mistake. Um, there was some parts that I had on there that I shouldn't have had and stuff like that. You know, I ended up buying a BD, a staging limiter. And I think I've used that maybe twice. You know, I, I bought it for consistency for ET, spent good money on it. It's a great product, but you know, um, I kind of noticed it was coming off the brake switch and my brake, my brake pedal wasn't that reactive to my foot. So it kind of slowed me down on the first hit and, and stuff like that. So, you know, that was money I probably could have put somewhere else. But other than that, I mean, <clears throat> I kind of went through and pick and chose the parts and definitely talked to a lot of people and stuff before I made my decision. So Really, I don't have any parts that I haven't regretted. <clears throat> I like that, man. I like that. Just like you talked about earlier is, is doing those plans early, getting that down on paper, figuring out, okay, this is the roadmap. Here's the goal. Here's the map, how to get there. And then just staying on course, right? Yeah, um, absolutely. One of the things I always tell guys who are new to this, who say, oh, man, I don't know anything about diesel. I, I remind them, hey, man, there's a point. None of us knew anything about diesel. Nobody's born knowing this shit. Uh, we all got to go out and learn it. I love to hear that you listen to the podcast. That that really means a lot to us. Where else do you go to learn about diesel performance? So um, I did a lot of research when I first got my 06 was, uh, you know, I live 15 minutes from Firepunk. So especially seeing those guys, you know, that was right in the heat of UCC when it first started. And, and to watch them go out and do it three years in a row winning. And I was like, that is for sure one of my companies that I have to go to, you know. And, uh, sure. and a lot of that was, you know, LaVon, I'm forever thankful for LaVon taking the time to sit there and listen to me and bounce ideas off of him and stuff like that. So that helped out a lot. Uh, competition diesel, that forum page, you know, it's not as alive as it used to be, but that really helped. Um, and then Facebook, man, if you know, if you get to know what to look for and what to ignore, uh, Facebook can be a great help as well. You know, you can get in contact from people from clear across, you know, I live on the East coast. You can get in contact from people on the West coast in a matter of seconds, you know? So it's nice to talk to those guys too. And, you know, I'm always like at the track and stuff. I'm always trying to talk to people, Derek Rose, you know, a lot of guys that are take the time out of their day to talk to you and you just try to soak up as much information as you can. So <clears throat> that's, what's great about the racing family is they're all very well open. You know, nobody's, hidden secrets or anything like that they'll sit down and tell you hey you know i've had that on my truck and didn't work you know or hey that's a great idea you know why not try this so being racing odss has really helped me too so that's so cool i'm so excited for odss to kick back off this year uh we know we're going to be talking to all of you guys a lot more we're really going to try to follow that circuit as closely as we can here on the show um for wrapping things up here man just what's your final advice that you want to give to somebody who maybe is looking at your truck, seeing you racing on the weekends, following your profile, and they, they want to learn to be more like you. What's the advice that you would give uh, uh, to our, our listeners out there? Man, my, my advice would be just, you know, you can't have, you can't have your goal in, in one night or one month or a year. You know, I, I've been building this truck for six years and sometimes, you know, I sit back and look and, 
man, was it really worth it? You know, but as soon as you lay down that number you want, or as soon as you go out and run the time you want, or hell, even sled pulling, you know, you go out and pull off the 350 foot sled pull, you know, you're going to be grinning ear to ear and nobody can tell you anything <laughs> different, you know? So it, I, I promise, I promise the, the dark nights of wrenching on the truck and having stuff go wrong and the truck not working the way you want it to and stuff, man, as soon as you get it all ironed out and you, go out there and you like i said make that pass or make that big dyno pool or anything like that it'll be all worth it and you'll look back at it and won't even remember that night so just keep your head down and like i said keep your head down and uh hell have fun with it it's a it's a hell of a ride for sure <laughs> that's great advice and something that i think we all need to remind ourselves of right now um it, it's definitely tough for the racing guys it's tough for the racing circuits it's tough for the events that we're all really excited to get out and go to uh, this too shall pass. Like, like Trent said, man, just, just keep working at it and it's going to pay, it's going to pay off. It's going to be worth it. Uh, for today, this has been Paul Wilson and thank you guys so much for listening. Hey, make sure to jump out over to iTunes and give us a five-star review. Uh, if you don't want to give us a five-star review, you can write Chris Emke an email that's C E H M K E at DuramaxTuner.com, and you can explain your review there. All the five-star reviews, we can put those up on iTunes right away. Thanks, guys, so much, and we'll talk to you again soon. Justin, thank you.